Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Popcorn Heist, the podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Jake. Welcome back. Welcome back. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. 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 <laughs> Katie's back. <laughs> that was cat- terrible. <laughs> it's it's the new trend. The past three episodes have been us out of sync singing to intro the episode. So yeah, but usually usually not to Eminem. Yeah, it has no correlation to no relevance. No, no relevance. Why? Why is this relevant? <laughs> no, not relevant at all. Well, we're back on our Marvel game now. Uh, we had a two, uh, little bit of a Game of Thrones um, interlude, I guess we'll call it. Um, which, mm-hmm. not complaining at all, loved it. Oh my god, uh, it was amazing. Uh, so, if you haven't listened to the Game of Thrones draft that we did, go back and listen to that. That's the last episode, and before that, we did House of the Dragon. So if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you'll definitely want to check those out. But talking about Marvel today, big stuff, big movie we've been waiting for for a while. But for those of you who have been joining for the first time, Popcorn Heist is a brand that Nick and I created to share movie and TV content created by diehard fans. Popcorn Heist, the podcast, is a show where we can nerd out about specific franchises we really love, such as Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Avatar, in this case, Marvel. And we release new episodes Thursday. So if you like an episode you listen to, we ask you to please give us a follow and a review on iTunes. It really helps us grow. And we'd be remiss if we also didn't mention the other podcasts on the Popcorn Heist Network called The Sims Guide to the MCU, where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with Alyssa and Kelly. And if you want more pop culture content, such as blog posts, rankings, brackets, and Tuesday trivia, visit us online at popcornheist.com. Follow us everywhere at Popcorn Heist. Beautifully said, Jacob. Beautifully said. Thank you, Thank you Nicholas. Thank you. All right. Oh, man. Well, not only... Are we coming back to Marvel, but we're coming back to the Popcorn Heist Report Card episode. We haven't done a movie review in a long time. Yeah, it's been all... I mean, you know I've been saying this. Everything's a show now. I don't necessarily need a show for everything. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. to be back in the theater eating a bucket of popcorn. Um, Yeah, so we're doing a movie review. It's been a while. Um, I guess the last time we did was also a Marvel movie. I guess it was um, Thor Love and Thunder. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I think this one's going to score much better than that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's oh, yeah. spoiler alert. It's going to be much better. <laughs> also, spoiler alert for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We're going to be spoiling the hell out of that movie. We always forget spoiler warnings on Popcorn High Switches to our really But really um, Spoiler warn- warning. We are reviewing Black Panther Wakanda Forever today. Um, spoiler warning for the whole movie, post-credit, uh, all that. Yes, sir. Um, we actually saw it with the simps, uh, this past weekend, Alyssa and Kelly. Uh, it's nice when we can all get together and get in the theater together. Um, I, it's like you and I, we, we talked about it before we went into the theater. It's like, I don't know, like the, the experiences of movies and how it's like really like coming back now. Um, you know, like obviously the lockdowns like have been over for a while, but like, I feel like it's really building up now. And what, what was it? It was like the, the theater was crowded and we were like, oh, I'm not used to a crowded theater because we saw like Morbius and we were the only people there. We saw like Venom. We were the only people there. You know, it, it's been. Yeah. And even when I, I feel like even when we've seen um, 
I feel like even when we've seen other Marvel movies, um, I feel like the theaters we went to weren't like the theater we were in was like a lot of people. Um, I feel like we've been going to smaller theaters recently. So it was, uh, it was definitely an interesting movie going experience. I'm kind of, at first I was not that happy about it. I was like a little worried that all the distractions were going to get in the way, but I kind of liked it. And we'll we'll talk about this a bit more, but there was a few moments that really invoked audience reactions or like, I don't want to say lack thereof, but like audience silence that was like deafening. Um, oh, yeah. There was a few moments like that. So I'm kind of glad I saw it in a big theater. I agree. Yeah, it was packed. I was, I was a little nervous too because there was some little twerp that was just crying in the beginning of the movie. I was like, oh, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling the same thing. <laughs> That's the risk you run is just like, well, I, I actually haven't, knock on wood, I've never really been in the theater where someone was like just talking over the movie the whole time. It's always been like a crying child or something that's been yeah that's like my biggest worry have you been in the a twerp was quiet was after like, a few uh, minutes though he, the twerp was quiet so thank you <laughs> um, um not necessarily i've definitely been in movie theaters where people were talking too much but not for like a big movie like this okay yeah i yeah. feel like majority of people know the spectacle of like a marvel movie or like a big franchise movie that they know to be quiet you know yeah not that yeah. not that you should be talking during any movie but i feel like there's an environment when you walk into like a Marvel movie where people like no spoilers, no nothing. Like let's be quiet and watch. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a long movie to discuss. So I think we should get into it. Um, super long movie. Um, and if you're a fan of popcorn house, you know, we start every episode with a quote. Um, uh, Jake and I love quotes. We were roommates in college. We bonded over quotes. We quote, uh, movies, shows, everyday life, Mm -hmm. um, friends, if you say something around us, it's going to get quoted. Um, <laughs> we, we talk about very obscure quotes. This one, not so obscure. Um, not from not from the subject material we're discussing today. It's actually from Civil War. Um, also, what if I found out today? Yeah, it's um, actually from and it's, Actually from what if. <laughs> it's said by T'Challa. And he says, in my culture, death is not the end. It's more of a stepping off point. I feel like... When we were choosing the quote for today, I was like, this is a no-brainer quote. Because clearly, like, thinking of this movie, the first thing you have to discuss, um, really the biggest thing you have to discuss is how they handled uh, the death of the character T'Challa uh, in the context of the death of the real-life actor Chadwick Boseman. Um, very tragic death. Um, he was a hero to all, all fans. You could tell uh, he was, like, super close with all the actors who made this franchise he was super close with not just the actors but everyone who uh makes the black panther panther franchise you could tell they're like a little bit of a family um i think a lot of those reactions kind of came out in the movie um and yeah yeah, i feel like sometimes uh and and probably something i like the most about the movie is it was such like a a unique experience to watch like sometimes you couldn't separate the characters from from the actors at times i feel i feel like when they were mourning the death of t'challa you could feel the actors and actresses mourning chadwick boseman and as an audience like we were also mourning the death of one of our heroes so it really invokes like such a unique emotion it's like hard to explain i i don't think a movie's ever like made me feel that way ever wow Wow. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree, but that was, that was very well, very well put my friend. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank was, you. This was one of kind of one of those movies that where 
you lost yourself in the characters like for a minute you, for really for the whole thing you forgot that they were acting like you said is mm-hmm. like you re- they really embodied their characters it was like so beautiful um i mean and chadwick boseman like he's kind of he's pretty much on the same level as like rdj with iron man is like he is black panther like he embodies mm-hmm. that character he helped build it like he had such a close relationship with ryan coogler the director and kevin feige like building what that character means um building how he would appear on screen um and how he would continue to um and just in general like he's a hero because like no one no one can ever ever complain about champagne problems that they're having anymore because this dude was filming four big franchise movies in the midst of having like a horrible illness like what a absolute king like it's such it was so sad when it happened it was just like and blindsiding to everyone because no one knew right yeah um yeah so i completely agree um definitely invoked strong emotions within me i feel like there was um like it just the first scene it like immediately addresses it um it's hard Mm -hmm. to imagine like what chadwick boseman's wishes for the character would be uh, or like what his family's wishes for the character would be um but i i feel like uh just like within the context of carrying on the legacy i I feel like it was probably the the best choice uh what they did um in the first scene like addressing that uh t'challa is very sick not necessarily showing him um but like focusing on shuri um not really explaining exactly what the illness was. I felt like at, at first I, I wasn't sure if I liked that, but I think that was probably best uh, to leave it just like a little bit unclear. Um, and then just, just like jump, jumping right into it and seeing Shuri's reaction to it. Um, and then like seeing how, how focused she was on trying to save him rather than just being, being there at the end with him, I think was a good start to, to her character as well. Um, and then just like it fading into the Marvel logo with like, all Chadwick Boseman scenes and like complete silence. I think that's when the, the twerp in the theater was quiet. Cause it was like dead silent. And I was, it like, was, that was, that was a powerful, I, I gotta say this movie, a very powerful ending and be, a beginning and ending and mm-hmm. really a bookend for how they honor T'Challa too. Like we'll get to mm-hmm. the ending and everything, but that was like such a nice way to like wrap it with a bow for him. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah i think that that silence throughout the marvel logo was like you could hear a pin drop like the entire theater was just like still as hell it was it was crazy um yeah but obviously shuri's like the main character as much as this movie was kind of like a love letter to wakanda and like the whole um world that the black panther comics introduced like shuri's a main character so like Mm -hmm. i i agree with you i like that that's how they approached it. But I want to ask you, like, I don't think we've ever discussed it on the pod. Like say it was still ambiguous out there. Like if they were not going to recast T'Challa, if they were not going to, like, do you think, I know it's a big discussion out there that like some people are like, it does a disservice to the character because the character has such rich stories. The character is black Panther. The character means so much for the world. Like, do you think Chad would, would, would have wanted them to recast it? Or do you think, like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I really don't know what what Chadwick would have wanted. Um, and and I've. I think going into the movie, I, I was unsure, like, if killing the character was the best choice. But I think it. Uh, 
I think it probably was the the best way to carry on the legacy rather than just like recasting and like moving forward with the story of T'Challa. I feel like addressing yeah. the the uh, the pain that all the actors and actresses and and cast and and like um, cast and crew was feeling and all of the fans w- were feeling when Chadwick passed away. I feel like uh, addressing it and like having the characters grow from it and, and passing passing the mantle to the next person, I think does uh, does a service to the legacy as well. I I also think they um, did a great job of like addressing choices that the character made in, in the first movie. So it kind of like continued his story in an interesting way, I, I feel as well. Um, so I, I think it was really the, the right choice that they made uh, going into the movie. I'm not sure if I would have thought that, but um, it really just was such a like emotional, interesting experience uh, the way they, they handled it. And I think it was handled yeah. really well. Yeah, I think I think it opened a, a unique opportunity for them to make a movie that like no one was really expecting, you know, mm-hmm. like in an ideal world, like and, you know, just in comic book movies in general, you know, it, it then there's a natural progression kind of expected from a sequel, you know, and mm-hmm. just like in an ideal world, like, yeah, you would continue T'Challa's story. But I think it's not something you, you can really brush past when he was such like a presence and such a strong like trailblazer for comic book movies and just for that cast and crew in general so i i agree that like it opened up a new world where like this was such a unique story and i think the way they told it with shuri becoming a bigger focus and how she relates to we'll get into namor uh, i i think it worked so well so it, it yeah. was definitely a yeah I, movie. I i i definitely i definitely agree i was gonna say something i can't remember but um yeah, I, I feel like um, I no one would have been able to fill Chadwick's shoes anyway. But um, yeah, I, I feel like um, honestly, I, I think you would think like a sequel to a movie about a character without that character would like not necessarily work as a sequel. But I think they did a great job of addressing the first movie within this movie. I think oh, yeah. this worked really well as the sequel. Um, and a lot of Black Panther isn't just about T'Challa specifically. It's about Wakanda in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, I think that it succeeded in what it did. I think they also kept a lot of plot points that they were planning, even in the, uh, Chadwick Boseman version before he passed away. Uh, so I think it, it succeeded in, in a lot, on a lot of fronts, world building, addressing, uh, the real life tragedy and, um, like continuing the legacy of Wakanda, honestly. Yeah. I, I think that's another high point is like the way they handled Wakanda and Wakanda's presence and Chadwick, like, like you said, uh, T'Challa's choices from the first movie, that was such a big part of this plot, which was so cool that he was like, yeah, we're going to reveal ourselves to the world. We're going to help everyone. But that also brings into light, you know, it's a tough decision. They're literally, it's like, a. I think they said it in the movie, vibranium is the equivalent of like weapons of mass destruction. Like you can't just like willingly share that with everyone, but they have to find a happy medium of how we're going to help the rest of the world. I thought that was such a smart way to, to continue the story. Right. I think, I think two, two main things that I was happy that they addressed T'Challa's um, like nobleness that kind of put Wakanda in danger because of the choice he made. Um, like there's a reason that they didn't share vibranium for so many years. So his choice, not that it was the wrong one in any way, but it was a difficult choice that like brought up other issues. Uh, mm-hmm. Some issues unexpected world was looking to Wakanda for like, not just looking to Wakanda, but like aggressively attacking Wakanda to get vibranium. Um, 
also like that led them to Namor, who now is like a threat because of revealing uh, the revealing of a vibranium and the fact that Wakanda had it. So that was a great choice. I also think the um, addressing, and this is from the first scene as well, like addressing the lack of the heart shaped herb was I think really like great and important. Like they address it right from the beginning with T'Challa's death. Like part of the reason T'Challa passed away is because Killmonger took the throne. He burned all the heart shaped herb. They also like, that's the reason there's no black Panther for the majority of the movie. Um, so I think that that was a great way to take it also. Um, and yeah. I think there's other scenes that like um, address what happened in Black Panther 1. And you're like, woo! Like, for example, the scene between um, Queen Ramonda. R- Ramonda, I think is her name, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, T'Challa's mother. Uh, and Okoye, when she like strips her for rank, when she like calls everyone out for what they did in Black Panther 1. You're like, ooh! <laughs> she's she's got to win i i hope she's nominated for an award or something she was great in this movie yeah she like, was like, sick awesome the, the yeah. especially that scene where she where she uh, fires okoye and like calls everyone mm-hmm. out and then the scene in the united nations where she's mm-hmm. like calling out all the countries and everything that brings in um uh, what, what do you want to call them the not prisoners but like the whatever like, like the the mercenaries that were hired to like yeah. attack wakanda that was a, a powerful scene. Like she was, yeah. she was so cool in it. Yeah. She was great in both those scenes. She killed it. Yeah. And I uh, just, I uh, want to, before I forget something that I think is, is really cool that they, that Ryan Kluger did really well continuing the legacy of the black Panther character in general is like, so think back to black Panther one, like T'Challa's dad, T'Chaka was like, we're completely isolated. Like I'm even like, like we're not going to share anything with anyone. And even like when my brother like tries to go a little rogue, I'm going to kill him and leave Mm -hmm. Killmonger just in the United States. Killmonger was a complete opposite. He's like, we're going to share everything and create, create anarchy. And we've talked about this on the pod is like T'Challa was like the happy medium. He learns from the villain and like kind of brought it to a more reserved Mm -hmm. uh, resolution and kind of like, shiri but it also created problems like he learned from the villain and like came to a a happy medium but it still came with its problems which we see in this movie and now shiri kind of had to do the same thing as well is like yeah she was really pissed off and like wanted to kill namor at one point brought it back a little bit more reserved kind of understood him it was like i'm gonna let him live but as we see in the end of the movie like namor is like ready to double cross him at any point like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a common thread with each new black panther that like they learn from their villain, but it also just continues to create more problems at the same time, which is cool. Yeah. And I think it, it makes for a good story of like, what, what kind of person are you going to be? What kind of leader are you going to be? Um, yeah. Chadwick definitely had that in his story. Um, but like the way they encompassed like Shuri's struggle in this movie, like with stricken with grief and um, like grief clearly caused by the main antagonist of the movie. Um, and like, dealing with problems because of your brother's truly noble decisions. Like, how are you going to address that? Like, what are you going to do? Um, even to the point where she says like, my mother's wishes don't matter because she's dead. Um, so like, th- I think that was a, a very, very compelling plot point for, for Miss Sherry. <laughs> yeah. I, loved, <laughs> I, I Honestly, I loved, I loved Sherry in this movie. She was, yeah. Was, Tisha Wright did amazing. I've never liked Shuri, but she was great in this movie. Shuri was never one of the characters I liked, but loved her in this movie. 
it was great yeah her development yeah. was just like so cool um i even like you you get glimpses of it like because she's such she's like one of the smartest people on the planet and like she's so tech driven from infinity war and black panther how she also has to kind of come to a happy medium of like accepting stuff like the heart-shaped herb and bossed and like the mantle of black panther in order to like get past her grief like i think mm -hmm. that was one of the other things that was like holding her back because she's so attached to like that tech thing i think she said she says it at one, the, well the movie starts off she's like bossed if you save my brother like i promise i'll believe in you and then mm -hmm. like throughout it she's consistently being like no there is no black panther like it's not going to work like that anymore doesn't believe in the ancestral plane either and then like finally in the end like embraces all of it and comes to a happy medium again it's like common thread throughout the black panther is like they're coming to compromises all the time um, yeah i will say i feel like at the end she still scoffed at tradition a little bit um didn't show up to to the to the <laughs> scene where they're like electing their new leader you're kind of kind of ridiculous kind of rude. but but we'll get to that later um but yeah i i agree i think that was an interesting place to put her she's never like been one for tradition so i think that was an interesting like way to capture her her story arc and like that she rejected it even more because of grief yeah and also to speak to her acting like she signed on to be a side character and like kind of a comic relief character and now she's like has to play this main character in this movie that's tackling like a huge like emotional through line and like killed it so kudos to her kudos 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 um so uh, another one, one thing I, wa I wanted to mention that you were saying like oh things that they mentioned from black panther um mentioning from the previous movie we love when a comic book movie mentions previous movies oh yeah i love it i think we talked about it in the shared universe uh episode but i love like they mentioned it multiple times in this movie like about killmonger too about like you're like accusing people like you're the ones that like supported killmonger and put him on the throne yeah. you guys let him burn the heart-shaped herb like love that that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, Mbaku says it and uh, Queen Ramonda says it. And it was sick. Yeah. So cool. Ryan Coogler, like, just has, he, he, he just has such an understanding of, like, those characters. And I feel like this continues the trend again of Black Panther, like, being a very self-contained movie, but also one that has, like, vast effects on everything. Like, this... I think Black Panther one was more of a self-contained movie, but way more self-contained. Yeah, more self-contained. Whereas this one was also kind of self-contained, but at the same time did super well expanding the universe and like seeing what might come next in uh, the MCU for Wakandans. So yeah, I liked I liked the uh, the the like stuff that made it more of an individual thing. I think I think some of the expanding stuff is what um, like kind of made the movie go long at times, and I think could have been cut a little bit um i actually liked Ironheart a lot but i felt like they didn't know what to do with her after like a certain point in the movie um especially in the like final battle yeah yeah not just in the final battle but like the whole fr from when they um like are on the bridge until uh until queen ramonda passes away like they really don't know what to do with her like she's there in um talokan is that namor's place Talokan, yeah Talokan, um and she's there but like doing nothing and then like the battle of wakanda she's like doing nothing until the end i don't know it was like i feel like they didn't know what to do with her for, for a lot of the movie and I, I feel like that was like probably the 
the, like the middle of part of the movie, I feel like there was a lot going on and like it kind of got slow a little bit. Um, and also the, the Ross and Val stuff. I did like that. It was like world building a little bit, but at times like with, just with like all the other stuff going on, it was a little bit cumbersome. I felt. That's fair. That's fair. I, d- I do think it was necessary though. I think at this point in the MCU, we're at such like, it's so huge. Like we can again, we can't have a freaking hour and a half movie anymore. Like I make it three hours, expand the universe. Like I don't mind. So like, I think it could have been a little shorter though. It maybe a little bit, but I, it, I definitely wasn't like looking at my watch th- at any point throughout the movie. I was like, I'm enjoying pretty much everything. Like, um, Ironheart, I think, like you said, yeah, I, I don't think they knew what to do with her other than her being the catalyst of like bringing Namor and, um, the Wakandans together. But I, and I think, yeah, like at a certain point, I was kind of like, I wish they devoted a little bit more to her. Cause like, but I think they're going to save that for her own series, you know? Yeah. I, not just like devoting more time to her. I don't know. I, I felt like I, I actually really enjoyed every time they like actually spent on her, but I think they just could have figured out ways to like use her throughout the movie rather than just like, okay, she's here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't necessarily feel like my qualm is with like any of the storylines i just felt like in the middle like there was multiple things going on and like there was i feel like that's where it could be shortened definitely like the middle i felt like was a little like just right? jumping up too and, many jumps yeah like uh like shuri was in the underwater place and like uh the queen was going to nakia and um like ross was doing his thing and like none of it really had any like punch i feel like there was all like exposition and like a little bit of name world building which was good and then a little bit of like looking around underwater and then a little bit of like oh nakia you're kind of coming to the movie and find cherry and like it was just a lot of things going on and i felt like it could have i felt like that was the part that i felt like could have been cut I, I don't know that the movie had to be three hours i feel like it could have been 230 um and like they could have just cut a little bit of that middle part off that, that's fair i think um they wanted to find a way to get Nakia in the movie. And I don't know. Which if was necessarily... good. It, it is good. Yeah. I, I think she's a great character, but I don't know if you necessarily had to get Queen Ramonda to like hire her to be like, to go find them and retrieve them. You know, they yeah. maybe could have like shortened that a little bit, but nonetheless, like I said, like I, I was enjoying the whole thing. It wasn't like slow enough that it took me out of the movie, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I just don't, I think it, I think the movie is not as rewatchable because it's long and very, very emotionally invoking at times. That That's true. Yeah. When I came out of it, I was like, I really, really love that. But I don't know if I can like sit down and be like, I'm going to watch Wakanda forever today. You know? Yeah. 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 It's like, you really have to like sit down, like <laughs> be silent. I might, <laughs> I might rewatch scenes like some of the bad, like when, um, some of the battles I would definitely rewatch on YouTube and stuff. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, honestly. Yeah. I feel like the battle at Wakanda was, was awesome. I felt like so that good. maybe like, I feel like that made the scope of the last battle feel like small. Yeah. That, that, that's so I, when we get, when we get to the end, I want to talk about that too, because I, that was definitely the best battle to me is the battle in Wakanda when Namor first attacks them. I yeah. That was, that was really cool. And I also really liked the car chase at the beginning. Not, not that that was necessarily like a battle, but I feel like it, the movie, it does like in weird ways pay homage to 
the first Black Panther movie because like the car chase scene reminded me a lot of Black Panther one, but like yeah. in its own, it was like its own thing also. So it was like very, I loved that scene. Um, yeah, yeah that that scene was really good. And then I also loved like that was a nice like little heist scene. And then I got the the bat the the really big battle in the Battle of Wakanda and like the first time you really see Namor in action, like not mm-hmm. like side on the side in the dark like swinging a helicopter around but um like actually jumping around it was so cool i i want to say so i even though it is like kind of in the dark and like you could tell it's namor but it's like again it's dark and stuff whatever i think that was great way to introduce him because he, he like right off the bat like this guy does not give a shit at all he's gonna straight up kill people like is strong enough to like take down an entire helicopter like that i thought it was he was he was one of my favorite parts of the movie i thought it was he was awesome Tenoch Huerta yeah, he, was, was great he was awesome you know i love i said this right after the movie i love a shirtless black panther villain um <laughs> um Maybe but yeah he was three they'll make a dr doom shirtless too <laughs> um but yeah I, I feel like namor was great um his backstory was cool i like how it tied to um to colonialism history um and i i felt like i was watching a youtube video and i didn't even realize it until someone mentioned it but like he had this way the way they wrote the character and like also portrayed the character he had this way of like jumping between like i'm gonna murder you and like funny best friend (laughs) like he's literally like one moment he's like we could be best friends and like, we could start a whole thing together. And then the next moment he's like, kill killing your mom. Like (laughs) I'm coming back in a week to destroy your whole country. And even in like little lines when he's like, um, the weight of the ocean will crush you. And like, you will get hypothermia. And then he's like, Oh, you could just get a suit. Like they really did a good job of like showing the duality of him. And like, I feel like that's a little bit like, speaks to his like no love like no emotion the ability to like switch between both because you like are only like you're so focused on your goal that like you can switch on a dime if if needed um i feel like that that spoke to that like background well i think like that's all he's known from when he was born i mean like not only like i I forget how his did his mom just pass away or i i forget I forget. I forget too, but uh, yeah, just like you could tell when they went into his backstory and he saw the colonialism in Mesoamerica and I think, I'm pretty sure his mom passed away. I don't think she was murdered or anything, but still. like Oh, she did. They, they buried her. Oh, she. That, I don't think she died from anything. I think she asked to be buried in the surface and then he took her up and yeah, saw everything. That, that, exactly what it, yeah. So, mm. I mean, like from a little kid being exposed to that being put on the throne and being responsible for keeping all these people's lives a secret from a kid. Yeah. Like I think he was really well, well written as well. And I love that Ryan Coogler took that approach with making him and his culture, like from like the Mayan, like Aztec Mesoamerica area. It felt like its own kingdom that like felt very real, but also very fantastical like Wakanda like just the parallels between the two kingdoms between Namor and the Black Panther character was so well done. Yeah, yeah no, I, I definitely agree. And I, I kind of like the, the looking around at his kingdom thing. Cause you really get, get the scope of it. Um, and I feel like this, the effects for like the water people did not feel weird, which usually water people feel like super weird. And 
Um, we'll see how the blue people do in the Avatar movie, but I feel like they um, they really did well with the, with the underwater stuff. Like that that could look very awkward, and it didn't. Um, one qualm I had with like not necessarily the kingdom, but like with the the people is I feel like they didn't they like told us that they were more powerful than Wakanda and could like take Wakanda so easily but I, I don't know that they really established that ever really the only thing that made me feel like that is when they came back to life after Okoye defeated them I don't I feel like they the number the sheer number of them and like the fact that like they didn't say that like they didn't show that though oh yeah they did in the in the final battle like when like they're surrounding like all the Wakandans and there's still more of them in the water and still more of them on the ships like it's like a swarm of them like and that's only like half of them he says, like, I have more words than, like, you have blades of grass. Like, that's a little, come on. I mean, but also when you think about it, like, literally every single one of his warriors is basically a super soldier, like, if they're around water. Like, you know, like you said I on the I guess, bridge, but, like, like, get away from the water. And, like, I, mean, I don't know. I, Wakanda has, like, a crazy tech. Like, I feel like Wakanda could take them. I don't know, though. They all got to have a Midnight Angel suit, you know? I, I feel like I, they didn't necessarily establish to me that, that Wakanda couldn't take them. And they could freaking hypnotize them and make them commit suicide. That was too. crazy. Just put in earplugs, though. That's all you needed. Then they, some of them did, but you can't realize it once you're under the spell. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm also happy that they went full in on Namor, too, with the winged feet and that he's yeah. a mutant. And I was also I expected that to be weird, but he was so cool when he was just like flying through the air and everything. It was really, really yeah. Cool. I'm glad they just went for the comic portion of it, like rather than um, we've seen them try to like make heroes more like believable, and sometimes it doesn't always work. I'm glad they just went for it. Like he took an herb, or his mom took an herb while she was pregnant with him. He's got some weird abilities. He he's got wings on his feet, um, and he was just like hopping all around. It was very cool. Yeah, one thing that uh, I that love I seeing see- him in action. Yeah, he was he was so so cool. Um, w- one thing that I I said coming out of the movie to you uh, and Alyssa was like, I feel like in Phase Four we've been introduced to so many more super people. Like, think about it. Like, She Hulk, for example. We haven't done our She Hulk episode, but this is one of my qualms with She Hulk. Is yeah. like, there's literally an another freaking Hulk in the world, and like people just kind of like are like, awesome new Hulk cool and then yeah. it's like brushed aside whereas like this really felt like there were like huge ramifications for an entire nation that no one has ever known about that has vibranium that they're super super strong that is led by a mutant like the whole world felt shook by it like everyone was blaming wakanda the wakandans were literally like we are all gonna die from these people like it felt like very groundbreaking and very it, it felt big for the mcu whereas like recently like Oh, they introduce like Egyptian gods and like brush right past it. They introduce a new Hulk and they brush right past it. You know, it felt the way it should feel when you're expanding a universe. Yeah, I'm 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 really glad with the way that they introduced him. I'm really glad that it also grew from like he's a villain from made from the choices of T'Challa. Like he came out of the woodwork from um from T'Challa exposing Wakanda to the world. I really like that. Like you have to answer the question, where have they been this whole time? And like, there's an answer to that. And it's, they're they're only coming out because of the decision made in Black Panther 1. Um, Which honestly reminds me of how Black Panther 1 comes out of the decisions of like Age of Ultron almost. Um, 
So I like that they like, it's nice when they like will continue problems, especially in a movie that's a sequel, like continue problems from uh, prior movies and like connect, uh, connect the issue. So, so I I like that a lot too. Uh, But yeah, I feel like they gave him enough backstory and explanation that like you understood why he was doing what he was doing and like why he felt the need to protect his people um, and why he had no love for the people of the land. Like it's pretty, pretty clear why. Um, and like why he's so brutal. Cause like, he feels like he has to do what he ever, whatever he can to protect his people. Um, and his powers were like explained well enough. I feel like I was a little confused between the difference between the heart shaped herb and like the herb that they took. Like, why is it different? Why does it give them different powers? Um, but like, that's magical stuff. So like it can be explained away. Um, I think it was, it's a water plant. So I think that's just the only explanation we're going to get. It landed in the water. (laughs) Turned into a fish. Yeah. Um, um, it reminds me of Gillyweed from Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. But, but name, name was though. Do you think it's weird though, that like they were technically around during the snap and like, they were it seems like they were probably unfazed by it you know like we have to assume that half of them disappeared too like do you think it's i think they're just trying to move past the snap a little bit okay it's been a few years now i'm sure they were wiped away um but i don't don't know that like they feel the need to like address like there really was would be no place to to throw that in there yeah I think the original script. I wonder if they, they like know that the outside world that that happened to the outside world, but it feels like they were keeping tabs on everyone. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I, yeah, I'm sure they know. Yeah. And and you I think, think uh, do you think Mr. Kung Kung Khan was wiped away? I love the quote, the way that Winston Duke uh, delivers it in Baku. He's like, "His people don't call him a god or a king. They call him Kung Kung Khan." <laughs> <laughs> It's just so great. Um, yeah. So you were saying that like the water stuff didn't look weird. I think that's also like there weren't many scenes where you saw them like talking underwater. There were maybe a few. I feel like that's when it can get a little weird. It was just like the, the when he was giving the speech, it looked like a video game. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I was like, but, this is a video game. I was like, this looks so weird. <laughs> am I wrong? But also like in that whole part of the movie when he was down there with sherry like him and sherry had like a weird chemistry going on like they had a little, little tension but little... he's like literally thousands of years old so like back <laughs> off dude. yeah <laughs> yeah no there was some weird tension there yeah yeah i agree um it was just me um but also want to mention this is random but addressing something you said um umbaku was like great this movie i loved him uh, I wish so he was used good. a little bit more. He was, he's, he's my, he's one of my faves. I love him. Um, he just brings like, he's, he's funny, but he also like brought, especially in this movie, he brought like a, like a, almost like a wise presence to, um, to, to Shuri uh, at times. So I really enjoyed whenever he was on screen and Winston yeah. is an amazing actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. He, he was definitely so funny. Um, I, I, he played him well in that. Like, I also kind of don't know if I trust him still. You know, oh, we'll get to the ending. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we gotta get to the ending because that that is interesting. But we'll get there yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but um, also, I wanted to mention, and this was interesting. My friend, um, she was like, "There's there's a ton of females in the MCU now." She was like, "There was not one battle 
between two male characters. There wasn't any action sequences between two male characters. And I was like, no, there was a battle between M'Baku and uh, Namor. And she was like, when he gets kicked into the side? <laughs> she was like, that's not action. That's just it's him getting bodied. It's not um, true. But I was like, that's actually such a like funny stat to bring up. Um, but also want to mention... Uh, speaking of like audience reactions i feel like at certain points of like action in this movie there was multiple times where like oh, everyone yeah. gasped one being oh, yeah. like when um the strongest blue guy like smashed okoye into the the pole one being when umbaku got kicked and uh kicked by namor uh and honestly when namor got like kind of burnt too everyone was just like oh, oh and I when know, shuri rips his wing off oh there was a, I've never seen like felt such like oh that hurt yeah like I, is, I think there's Marvel movies that had better action than Wakanda Forever but like I've I felt that four times in this movie where I was like that hurt and there, there, I've never felt there, that before there were definitely there's definitely Marvel movies that have better action scenes in general but I think like the way that they di- it works for this movie like the way they displayed the power of the Talo. I don't know how to say. I, I was going to say Talokanians, but I think it's Talokanils. So oh. if you can fact, I'll fact check Eels. myself after this. The people of Talokan, uh, they really displayed like how strong they were, like freaking bodying everyone. They the, the Wakandans needed a new suit. The Shuri needed to make the Midnight Angel suit for them in order mm-hmm. to even stand a chance. So that was really cool too. Yeah, and I think that uh, a Ko- it was cool to see a Koi like was good enough to defeat like a bunch of them, and like the biggest one comes on and like defeats her. Um, and then the other ones that she defeated, like, get up anyway. So I feel like that was a good way to do it. But, um, yeah, and then uh, even Okoye needs a Midnight Angel suit. I feel like it was weird that, uh, like, it was hard to see Okoye in the Midnight Angel suit. And, like, I kind of forgot it was powered up because she's already so good. Um, so yeah. that was, like, a little weird. Like, I kind of wish she, she, she like, just kind of fought because I feel like that makes her cooler. But um, I, I like that, like, if 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 they weren't from Talokan, like, she it's one Dora Milaje against like four people from Talokan and she still like kind of bested them but like they just can heal I yeah. guess you know so I like that that shows that she's definitely more skilled than they are um, yeah which is cool and I like yeah. her little rivalry with Atuma the whole movie uh yeah the the big blue guy yeah I I yeah I agree but I didn't I don't know that she needed the, the power-up suit I kind of wish she wasn't in it. I think it looked dumb too no that's what I'm that's what I'm saying like before she got the power-up is like she's right, still right 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 no I agree I agree. That's why I kind of wish in the final battle they just didn't give it to her, though. Like, I, I kind of like when she's not in, like, a... Not everyone, like, not everyone needs a powered-up suit. She's good enough without it. Um, it was a little a little weird. And it looked dumb. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a fan of the design. And I, I don't know, like, I, I think Wakanda is very tech-based, and, and I do like a level of tech there, but I also, like... I don't know when it gets too techy, then it's again, it starts to feel, I think we, we said like, it feels like a little like bug, like alien design. It feels a little like too much, like, Oh, we're going in like a Tony Stark direction where everything is tech. You know, I kind of like that for there to be like some biological, a, a healthy ratio of like the biological power and biological skill. Um, it feel like it feels like, it, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I, I think they went what they did it well with Shuri though, where they gave her the the pew pews because like why would you give those up and like that's what she's used in the past. So kind of like a little bit of a nod nod to that. I know you said you you didn't love it, but I think they get broken at one point. It was kind of like hard to tell what happened with them. 
Um, it's but I know she can like shrink them into her wrists, you know? Oh, uh oh, oh, you are right. I think it did, they, break, they did get broken. Yeah. 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 But I also like, um, yeah, I like that. They like figured out a way to weaken Namor using tech. I feel like that was a good way to go about it. That was cool. Yeah. And I, I think it was necessary. Cause like Shuri doesn't have much training as the black Panther. So, um, like it was, I think it was necessary to power down Namor a little bit. Yeah. Um, all right, we, we still, I'm like thinking that there's still, still so much more in this movie. Um, I love, so let the world building stuff that we mentioned previously with Val and, and Ross, were you, I wasn't expecting Val to be in this movie, but. And she was huge. She was, that was the most time we spent with her. I know. I know. Super cool. Um, and again, I think that's great world building against for Wakanda. We mentioned how much we like that plot point of them be, basically being the biggest superpower in the world. And her line when she's like, oh, I dream of the day that the United States like has full control over vibranium just makes me think like, oh, um, like thinking ahead to what they've built so far now, I'm like, oh, some more things are starting to come into perspective. Now it makes sense why after this movie and Val's involvement with the Thunderbolts and Captain America New World Order and all the new Hulk characters, like I think we're going to we're on our way for like a Civil War event that's like 10 times more in scale with like people with like the red Hulk and like the leader and then like a war with Wakanda and the Thunderbolts. Like, I think it's going to be nuts. So that I was don't know when they're going to fit that into the schedule. Well, Captain America, new world order and uh, the Thunderbolts. People are saying yeah. now like, Oh, maybe the Thunderbolts will be like Val wants them to go invade Wakanda or something. That'd be interesting. I hope they don't. I hope they have to beat up the Hulk. um but yeah i liked i liked val in it um again i I think it was like could have been cut a little shorter but i did like it was an interesting plot point that her and ross were married um yeah i think it was like i wasn't expecting it but i kind of like i i liked it i could have done without it also but like it was cool it was cool to see like these characters have lives outside of just being like characters (laughs) um i don't know why ross would marry val she seems like clearly a little bit evil yeah. So I'm not sure why he fell for her, but um, that was very interesting. Um, and I think Ross was a welcome presence. Uh, that's his name, right? Ross? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think he was a welcome presence. He was a big part of the first movie. So it uh, it made sense that he helped them find Ironheart and all that. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, he owed them a debt from like the yeah. first movie. So And I like when he's nice. like, they're good people. <laughs> I, I like that too. Way honestly. better, like way better than the U.S. government. Yeah, I honestly that I really like that line because like that's something that's like that that felt real to me. Yeah. It's like you know you think about like these like government agencies, just like in general, like the CIA. Like I don't know, like you know, like in history, we kind of just like accepted this, that they're a little evil. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, it's not like the most proper parallel but like you think back to like the nazis excuses when they were when people put them on trial they're like oh we were just following orders but i that's why i like this line so much it's like i thought back to them like do people ever just like stand up for the like what they want to do like these in these government organizations and it felt very real and earnest for his character to be like i don't care like the wakandans are good people like so yeah yeah. I, I like that too like and it speaks to like the character of wakanda also and the character that yeah. t'challa instilled in wakanda um yeah i like that a lot um mm-hmm. they still follow to kill longer though but yeah that's because of their stupid trial by combat election that's a dumb <laughs> law 
That should not be a law. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's a great. Oh my god. I, How did Queen Ramonda become queen? I think. Uh, Just no one challenged her. And also, what? Know. She's also not the next in the line of succession. <laughs> I'm like fine with it. I, I I feel like they just didn't want to focus on it, which is good because it was already too long. But like, I I was wondering about that. I was like, why is she queen? I feel like you're <laughs> not fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm fine with it because I liked like that. This it only meant that would have like not made sense if Shuri was queen from the start. I don't even know if Shuri's queen ever, but. Wouldn't have made sense if Shuri was the queen at the beginning of the movie, so it made sense from a plot point perspective. It definitely feel like they just brushed over it. They definitely did. I don't. I don't understand. The Why was she queen succession. before T'Challa was king? Because T'Chaka was still around. But 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 T'Chaka died, and then T'Challa became king. And then why? Yeah, because why he, would... he was of age, I guess. Oh, is Shuri not a of age? I guess. I don't know how old she is, to be honest. I guess. Maybe she was just like, I don't want it. But it just doesn't make sense from a, a lineage perspective. I've been watching a lot of House of the Dragon and reading a lot of the Fire and Blood. So, you know, I'm very into line of succession. Doesn't quite you know make what? sense. You know, I think, don't they mention in the movie they're like, that the elders are still like fighting over like choosing, like choosing like who, who could, who would be the next in line. So I, maybe she's, she might be a placeholder because T'Challa's death was so sudden and it's only been a year after his death is when the movie picks up i think they have a couple lines both before ramonda dies and then after she dies the mbaku like goes off on them and he's like you guys are still stalling the elders like on who's going to be next in line so that we can challenge them you know because i think Mm -hmm. mbaku like wants to challenge whoever is like actually next Uh, oh and maybe maybe that was in there and i just didn't realize it um i guess yeah, okay. and and uh, Nakia does call her queen mother, which implies she's not the actual monarch. That's what I think it is. That is what happened. You know what? That's we what that's what happened. We've settled it. <laughs> um, it, it. It goes back to going back to Maku. Like that's why I, he was really great in this movie because you could tell like the elders respect him, like, and you could tell he respected T'Challa and is like actually giving Shuri advice, but by the end of the movie, like, I think like he definitely has his own motivations. Like he's, he's kind of Loki and antihero. Like in the comics, he's a villain, uh, kind of antihero villain a little bit. So I like that. That was a very good balance in this movie of how he was good, but also like a little, little tiny bit sneaky. I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get to the ending ish. Yes era let's get you know what let's get to the end the i would say the third act shuri one more thing one more i think you might wait you might be touching on it right now i was gonna say um queen ramonda dies great scene super sad um namor Mm. gives his whole speech straight to shuri a few minutes after asking her to be allies he's like i just killed your mom i'm gonna come (laughs) back in a week um they love the little tech montage that goes on um, Shuri is like recreating the herb, uh, the herb, and <laughs> a bunch of them called it a herb. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ironheart is recreating the, um, or re- remaking her suit with Wakandan technology, which was cool because like it only makes sense to build like a super techie suit with Wakandan technology. Um, they're also like continuing the creation of um that that annoyed me though. Before you 
say anything else is like as much as like this movie did address like introducing the Talokanians in like a big way, I feel like they brushed right over someone recreating something very close to the Iron Man armor. Maybe they'll address it in Armor Wars, but you would think that that this is like the first person to do this after Tony Stark's death. I don't know. Yeah, but like she wasn't that high tech. I was I believed it enough. Like she wasn't that high tech at the beginning, and she had Wakanda and technology. Like they could clearly build it. Yeah, I, I hope they address like does she know how to make an arc reactor or is it like this a new thing that but no she's don't inspired. don't remake the arc reactor. Daddy Stark made us in a cave. <laughs> Get it claps. But, but like we didn't even know if she was like influenced by him. Like I don't know, or if she yeah. was just like I'm gonna do do this because it's cool. I don't think they want to make it like here's the new Iron Man. I think they're trying to avoid that a little bit. I I wouldn't mind. I just hope they explain it. Okay. Right. Anyway, yeah. um, yeah. love a little tech powwow um and they're also redoing like the the angel thing a little bit too um so i like i like that and then the elders are also like talking about who's gonna be the next black panther um and then shuri takes the heart-shaped herb uh one of my favorite scenes in the movie i feel like clearly like would clear choice would have been t'challa there i feel like if they went with queen ramonda it would be like that's like a expected. little bit of a like cop about and like a little bit expected and like they do have her communicate with her later in the movie um but killmonger was definitely the right choice given especially given the situation and like honestly it spoke to we, we talked about it already but it spoke to like the um her choosing what kind of monarch or not monarch because we don't know if she's a monarch but what kind of leader she's going to be um what kind of person she's going to be and uh honestly just great to see killmonger back Always great to see Michael jo- Michael B. Jordan on screen, um, and yeah, it, it was just great at referencing the the first movie and like going through like all the king's faults. Like he's like, your your father would have killed that kid easily. True, um, T'Challa was too noble, and like now look what was created. And then I took care of business, and she like kind of is like, I'm gonna take care of business <laughs> a little bit, which is like reflected in her suit. I like that it was kind of like. A little bit of silver for T'Challa, a little bit of gold for Killamonger, um, a little bit of the, like the dots on her head for Shuri herself. Mm. I, I loved that. I, I knew it was coming a little bit because I saw a rumor online. But um, again, I think it was a great way to bring back around that theme of like taking the extreme ideals from all different places and then like moving forward, deciding in a new way what what you're going to do. Yeah. And yeah. So that that, that was awesome. Yeah. It was so and, cool. And her jumping down once she has the Black Panther suit on, like in the trailers, shouldn't have been in the trailers, never give me a trailer again in my life. Um <laughs> and, but great scene. Uh and then her speaking to Mbaku. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised Mbaku was not like chill girl. But she I, I liked her like speech. You could tell it was very emotional, but I'm a little surprised Mbaku didn't give her more pushback. If I was Wakanda, yeah. I'd be like, no. What? I mean, I guess she she's the princess. I, I don't think he like he, as much as he might disagree. I don't think and he the black like, speak out against her. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and then it goes into the final battle. Oh, sorry. Do you think she like overstepped her? She overstepped the line there. Like, do you, is it up to her to decide if she can, she's going to be the next Black Panther? Like, I don't think she clearly the line, not no. arguing. She created with the heart there. Right. right. I don't think she overstepped the line. Okay. 
Who decided who that child was going to be Black Panther? T'Chaka, I guess. I think it was very. It was like it seemed like it was very up in the air at the time, though, which is like. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, but I feel like there was no hard shit. Urban Herc recreating it was like. I don't know. I, I don't think that was overstepping the boundary. I think her sending everyone to war was overstepping her her power. At at water too. Yeah. Oh my god. Such such questionable strategy. Why would you take them on in the water? Terrible idea. Go on a boat. That's a terrible idea. Um, but I love that it was Namor's bracelet also that helped her make the heart shade herb. Yeah, that was really I like cool. that too. I like that too. Um, I thought they took a lot of like having to put everything together, like the child's blood. The bracelet, um, it was, it was, it was earned. Yeah. Which is hard because, like, we were like, well, how are they going to get the next Black Panther? All the Black Shaper is gone. You and you don't want that decision made by Michael B. Jordan to be undone like super quickly. I felt like they harped on it pretty well with like how long they went without a Black Panther, how difficult it was to recreate it. I'm, I'm good with that plot point. I think so too. Yeah, and yeah. The, and the fact that it came from this new source of vibranium that yeah. is now a part of the universe, which is really yeah. cool. I thought that was perfect, um, but yeah, final battle. Um, what did you so what on honestly? What did, what did you think of like the the action in the final battle? I felt like it was weaker than the battle of Wakanda. I, I feel like um, there were there were really no moments that I had like chills. Um, it was questionable that it was on water. Um, I don't know. I don't really feel like they focused on like any one part of it all that much. Um, I feel like the I, I actually enjoyed the battle between Shuri and Namor more than I enjoyed the battle between T'Challa and Killmonger. I feel like, um, the, yeah, that I, I because it was brutal. That's another yeah. battle where where he was decking her, and we were like, oh my god, yeah, jeez, you're hitting a little girl, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like the T'Challa Killmonger battle seemed like it was from a video game at times, but. Not going to talk too much about Black Panther 1 or make too many comparisons. Um, I feel like Shuri versus Namor was probably the best part of the whole battle. Um, I'm glad they yeah. weakened him. Um, but yeah, Ironheart. Uh, Okoye in the enhanced suit, I didn't really like see any in that much enhancement. Like She was still just as good. Um, what else happened? I mean, Shuri got stabbed through the stomach. <laughs> she healed way too quickly. Like, There's no excuse for that. Like she can heal. Like that seems like it should have been the Black Panther mortal. Yeah, it, it, a little bit, but I think vibranium is like the answer there. It's just kind of like isn't, oh, she has vibranium. Okay, you know, isn't that how Killmonger died? <laughs> <laughs> is that not exactly how Killmonger died? I think he got stabbed in the heart, though. <laughs> oh come on. She got stabbed through the back. I like, never it went thought about that her. until you said it just now. But you're, I couldn't, I can't argue with you. You're right. <laughs> that 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 was that was she healed too quickly. That was ridiculous. But we'll move forward from it. Um, well, very already started well, Maybe it could be. It's also a new heart shaped herb. Maybe it affects her differently. Um, no, that's BS. Um, it's just is like, oh, it's in the tummy. But, like, there's a lot of important organs down there, too. Like, I feel like the heart, you die immediately, like, when you take it out. Um, fair. But I still think if you take it out, you'll die eventually from uh, from all the organs down there. But I guess maybe she had time to heal. I don't know. I don't – I don't – I didn't see it. Maybe she had time. <laughs> she took a few seconds. And then she's, like, Possibly. jumping all around, too. 
it, what, do you did you think it was weird how she the final blow she did to Namor like it wasn't really established that like that's a thing that she would do the Wakanda forever and then it would set off an explosion. Yeah, like, I was like, what? It was at the ship. I was. I, confused, it was the like, ship, but I. I that I was like weird. That was, I agree. I agree. It wasn't like established. Like that's the final move. Like to to set that off. It it kind yeah. of felt like she just made that up in the moment. Yeah, like I feel like we needed more of like a into the Spider Verse, like hey moment, like bring something back from earlier in the movie. Yes, yeah. you know what I mean. Like bring it back, um, but it was kind of just like okay, she burned him, which was brutal too. But it was brutal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I agree with you. But yeah, and then she decides to spare him, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But she but sees it's her gonna mommy. Come, it, it's gonna come back. Uh, it's gonna come back around to to hurt her probably. Honestly, I probably I still think it's the right decision. Like she would have uh, been an eternal war with Talokan. Yeah, I think I think it was still probably the right decision for Wakanda, and I'm sure it'll work out well. They're too important to be wiped off the face of the earth. So, well, I'm glad she didn't kill him. I, yeah. I, oh, I'm, I'm so I, happy he's still alive. I love when they don't kill a villain, and I, I feel like if he comes back around for Black Panther three, I feel like the only place he could come back is Black Panther three. I don't know. If, yeah, and maybe the Avengers movies, but we'll see. But um, no, I also really liked that Namor's people like would call him out on his decisions too. And he like explained his schemes, like the way he explained his scheme at the end. He's like, listen, like every, people are coming for Wakanda. It puts us in a place of power. Like they're going to need us. I, I like that. He knew exactly how to respond to his people, even though like from his people's perspective, he's making some questionable decisions. Yeah, no, I like yeah. that. I like that. They challenged him too. I think, um, I don't like blind like following of a leader, so I like that they're like, I was ready to fight the war for you. Like it, it made sense that he would be questioned on on why he turned like his whole thing around. And he yeah. still believes the same thing he believes, like he didn't change at all. Yeah. So I'm glad he's still alive. I'm interested to see what to do with him. Now we, we want to talk about your favorite plot point of the whole movie. Uh who oh, the, the monarch. Who's literally the first thing I said when I turned to Jake after the movie was who is the monarch? <laughs> yeah, and then we go, oh, I don't really know. We change the subject five minutes later. But really, who is the monarch? <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, when, uh, what's what's his name? Uh, M'Baku like, shows up to the festival where they choose the the king or queen. Sure, he does, just doesn't show. No, no show. Um, pretty ridiculous if you ask me. I don't know if that implies that she doesn't want it and they like agreed before or if like M'Baku is like challenging which is going to be a problem because if they take the heart-shaped herb from Shuri, I don't think she can beat him. Um, doesn't seem like she had enough training for that, especially because T'Challa struggled with M'Baku. Don't think she would beat him without the heart-shaped herb. Um, so could could pose an issue if they this wasn't agreed on before between Shuri and M'Baku. Yep. Um, I think... I, I, I don't know. I think that might... I, I don't know if it's setting up the conflict of... The next Black Panther movie. I don't know if it's implying that Shuri. I think it was a weird scene, honestly. It was like I just don't know what to think of it and how they're and when they would have time to address it. But it, I'm not. I, I, it was weird in that way, but it's not something that I would think was a bad move or bad decision or or out of turn for the character. You know, like that is something where I was kind of sus. Of I don't know what the decision was. I don't know what the decision was. I think I think it's some in some ways Mbaku wants the throne and he's challenging Shuri. You don't think they agreed on it? No. 
Okay. So. I'm glad because I don't want it to be a Thor thing. I'm done with the. I don't want to be king or queen. It's not my. It's not who I want to be. I'm done with that. I'm not doing another Thor. Um, you're the clear monarch. Take the take the role. Um, I'm not doing that again. So I hope it's like a little bit of a struggle. I hope it's not just like Shuri being like you should be. You should be king. Um, that would be dumb. Well, what do you think about that? That kind of brings forth something that I was thinking about after the movie is like the leader of Wakanda and like the new Black Panther is essentially like a young Avenger age group. It's like sure. He's, I think she's supposed to be in maybe 18, maybe 16. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that not weird, but like, where do you like, it, it, as opposed to like, if T'Challa was still around, like clearly like him and Sam Wilson would be like clear front runners for like leaders of the Avengers. And like, you can't have the Avengers main roster without the black panther like i'm interested to see how sherry's dynamic is going to play in with like sam wilson uh hulk and like all the adult avengers you know i would rather see her with the adult avengers than the the young avengers i feel like like i feel like spider-man can contend with the not contend but like be there be in the room with the the older avengers and like i'm fine with sherry being that as well. Like, I don't know that Spider-Man will be in the room anymore because of how that story went, but I'm fine with Shuri being in the room as like the new Black Panther. She, if, especially if she's like one of the leaders of Wakanda, like she's literally like one of the, like she's been through, like the young Avengers, I feel like are going to be more of like a quippy young team. Um, and she's been through a lot. So I'm fine with her, like taking on a, a larger role with the, the yeah, older team. Yeah. I don't think she should be on the Young Avengers. It's just like it's interesting to think like you you bring up a good point like Spider-Man, Ms. Marvel, like they're definitely like Avengers characters, but like they're also kids. It's just like You think Ms. Marvel is? Yeah, I think she's definitely like an Avengers. You don't think she's a Young Avengers? I don't think so. Hmm. No. I don't know if I agree with you. <laughs> um but no, it's just like I don't know. We we've had these few movies with T'Challa these whole times. Like I'm, I I hope they go for it. Like on that team is like, if you're gonna, like, yeah, like make her like have that presence on the team and like kind of butt heads with some of them, you know, or like, yeah, I don't I don't want her to like act like a child on the team. Like Spider Man can be like goofy a little bit, like, but I hope she's like Black Panther. On I agree. Uh, only time will tell. I'm I, I'm not even sure she's the leader of the country, so. Let me let's figure that out. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, but then afterwards, the ending, uh, we get the nice bookend that I mentioned at the beginning. Well, can't forget um, Ironheart getting her car back. Come on. Oh, best <laughs> thank, God. thank God. Thank needed God. Needed that. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's talk about the post credit scene. Yeah. Well, the post credit scene and the, and the ending in general, because um, the original, the, well, the first ending is she goes to oh, Haiti. Right with nakia and she's finally ready to born uh, to to burn her her mourning garments uh from t'challa's wedding and her mom's wedding and wedding she, funeral uh, not wedding oh god <laughs> <laughs> and she sees visions uh, uh she sees visions of both of them and it's like really heartfelt she finally like cries she like, sees, she's super, i don't know that she sees visions of both she, of them. just chadwick just chadwick i think right? it's just chadwick okay which which, chadwick. which makes more sense yes yeah um yeah, she she like didn't want to early in the because she just wasn't ready, right? She, she like didn't vomit. wasn't ready to address those emotions because they were too painful. Yeah, and, and I think it was, was the like, perfect. Oh, 
far right into the movie. I mean, if you're not if you're not going to show face at your own like crowning ceremony, then that's the best place you can be. Otherwise, well, uh, I think she could have waited. She could have waited on the trip to Haiti, but <laughs> true. Um, I think it was a perfect end to the movie. Like it was just so emotional, and again, like another moment where you're mourning Chadwick along with the characters, mourning T'Challa, and they're also mourning Chadwick. Um, another another very emotional moment. Um, yeah. Again, and, unexplainable and feeling. Yeah. And and it's nice that it came right after a moment where she had a T'Challa moment where she made the noble decision to not go to war, not further the war with Namor and yeah. spare him. Um, and then the post credit scene comes along. And <laughs> I would, I, so when we didn't know who the next Black Panther was going to be, one of the biggest rumors out there was going to be like, oh, it's going to be revealed that like Nakia and T'Challa had a son in, in, in private and like he'll be the new Black Panther. I at first was not a big fan of that theory. So when I saw Nakia walk over with a little child, I was a little twerp. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, don't, don't do this. Well, one, because just like, again, I don't want like a tiny little Black Panther if you're going to make a new, I think Shuri was the best decision for the next Black Panther. And just like, it would have, I was like, this is going to undermine, like, what did we have this whole movie for then? Like Shuri had great development and became the new Black Panther. Like, don't make it like an undermining thing. But like the more I've sat on it, I like love this post-credit scene now. I, I think it's like, it. su it's such a nice, because in the comics, his name, their son's name is uh, Azari, I'm pretty sure but they've changed it for the movies to be almost kind of be like a rebirth of the T'Challa character. Cause his name is T'Challa mm -hmm. and he's so cute. The little kid and like, he's I like the know, cutest like, little kid ever. Yeah. <laughs> and Alyssa put in a really good, it put in a really good way. Is like, it, it was a nice way to give Shuri family again, because she literally lost everyone in this movie. Um, yeah. 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 No, I, I love, I love that last scene. He's so cute. Um, I love when he's like, your name's cool too, I guess. I guess. <laughs> he's so cute. Um, I think it was a little, a little bit of a plot hole that you didn't know about this already, but I'm like fine with it. I think it was to give the, the audience this moment. So they took a little bit of a shortcut. I'm fine with it. Um, I do. I actually was watching a YouTube video also. I do think that she, uh, Queen Ramonda was about to tell her something when they were on the beach before Namor rolled up. Um, I think that 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 was it. And like this yeah. whole thing started and there was just no moment to, to tell her. So I guess that that makes it a little bit uh, a little bit better. But um, yeah, I think it was like the perfect way to end the movie. And like, I, I'm glad they didn't have a post credit scene, like setting up the next project. And it was just like last scene is a tribute to T'Challa. And then the, the mid credit scene is like carrying on like carrying on the legacy, like giving Shuri family. Um, it was just, it was just a beautiful scene. And, and honoring Chadwick again. Like it was yeah. a, another, I think, I mean, if Chadwick was around, I'm sure he would, he would, he would fully 100% approve of that. Like that, mm -hmm. it was just so well done. I, yeah. Yeah. I like want to watch it. It's going to make me all sentimental. Oh, it was so was nice. So cute. Yeah. But, all right. Is it time for the report card? It's time for the report card. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so the Popcorn Ice report card is something we do on the podcast whenever we see a movie. Um, not whenever we see a movie, but whenever we podcast about a movie. Um, we do the report card. It has six different categories. Jake and I each rate every category out of ten. And um, the categories are pacing, visuals, acting, music, story, and heart. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. 
Yeah. I'm very excited for it. Um, yeah, so let's get started. Do you want to start or should I start? I feel like you always start. Uh, you could start then. Yeah, yeah I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pacing is the first category. Um, definitely the weakest of the categories for me. Um, I, I don't think the movie had to be three hours. Uh, not necessarily like a, a pacing issue. Like, I, I was invested in the movie the whole time, but there was just times where it felt a, a little bit too lengthy. I think the middle was was a little too lengthy. Um, and they could have cut, like, not necessarily any storylines out, but, like, just cut some of the scenes so you, like, got through some of the exposition and, like, those scenes quicker. Um, didn't deserve to be three hours. I think it was a little too long. Um, so I'll give pacing, like, a, this is going to be the, low, the lowest for me. Um, I'll give it like a like a five point five. Whoa! Oh my! It God. really wasn't that good. The movie did not deserve to be that long. <laughs> I disagree. Well, I think I well, I agree that like the middle like definitely like dragged a little bit, but I think it was it definitely deserved. I I again I'll say I've said it once. Say it again. You're introducing a whole new. You're you got you have so many jobs to do in this movie. Honor Chadwick. Decide who the next Black Panther is going to be. Introduce a whole other world and introduce why they make sense. One of the most awaited uh, Marvel characters of all time, Namor. I think. Screw it. Make it three hours. I'm going to give it an eight point eight. What? I'll knock, off, I'll knock off like a few points, but five point five or whatever you gave it. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, definitely not an 8.8. 8. Um, okay, visuals is next. Um, visuals were, were were really good, I felt. I felt like the water thing is hard to to capture, and they did it really well. Better than better than most movies. Um, definitely better than Aquaman. Not that I've seen Aquaman, but I've seen some of the I've never scenes. seen Aquaman. Um, but it definitely didn't look awkward, um, except his speech. Um, and honestly, so many of the shots were, like, beautiful, I felt like. Like, the underwater city was beautiful, um Wakanda looked great. I feel like Infinity War like made me feel like Wakanda was all within one dome. And I was like, that's Thank weird. You. Um, that's weird. That's not how they portrayed it in uh the first Black Panther. So that that like took the scope down, and I'm I'm glad that this movie like took the scope back up and didn't make it feel like one dome. It was like had just kind of walls around it. Um yeah. I don't know. Infinity War did a weird thing with that. I, I didn't really like it. So Wakanda looked great. Um I'll give the the visuals uh, a a. I'll give this one a nine. Okay, okay. Um, I agree with you uh, on all fronts. I think it looks really good, except for the one speech scene. And um, I think it, the only other water scene that was like maybe a little weird, but like it's hard to make that look super realistic, is when Shuri was in the metal suit and they were going through like the currents underwater. Oh yeah, she was like. like- it was kind of just like it was. It looked like the <laughs> the star portals in in Mario Kart when you like shoot yeah. through the yeah. Um, I actually have one other thing. I might lower my score a little bit. Every time they got beamed up, it was so weird. You thought you yeah. You told me you thought that was weird. The beaming up looked so odd. So I'm gonna I'm uh, gonna actually lower mine to to an eight an eight point eight because okay. of the beaming. There's and so the much of it too. The only other knock I have on visuals is um, the fight choreography. I felt there were a few times where like they were cutting away from stuff a lot, which you and I have talked about. Like 
I like when they just show show me it all. Like Shang Chi, like you you saw every movement and everything. Like and the Dora Milaje are so cool. There were really good fight scenes, but there were a few of them where I was just like, stop cutting. Like it's all over the place a little bit. Um, but overall, I think beautiful visuals. And it's not like these a lot of the recent Marvel projects where I'm like, I can clearly tell you're standing in front of a green screen right now. Mm. You know. Um, so I'll give it an eight point nine. Okay. Next category is acting. Spectacular. So good. So good. good. Like everyone killed it. Um, It was spectacular. There was really no moment where it was dull. I'll give it like a 9.8. That's exactly what I was going to give it. So put me down for a 9.82. I I mean, nothing. Angela Bassett, um, Winston Duke. uh, What's Sherry's actress's name? Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright. Lupita Nyong'o. Danai Guerrero. Oh, what's name was actor's name? Uh, Tenno Chuerta. Oh, he was great too. Who was the one you said before? Dominique Thorne, Riri. Who? Riri, uh, Ironheart. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she was great too. She was, she was a good comic relief character. Literally, everyone killed it. And just yeah. the 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 binding of the oh, the grief of the characters and the grief of the actors. It was crazy. Yeah, it, it was it was sick. It was sick. <laughs> uh, music is the next category. Um, Rihanna's return, uh, my queen. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I feel like for music, sometimes I have to see a movie twice. It's hard for me to like really notice until the second time around. So I didn't, I didn't notice any moments where I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah." I, I, maybe there was a few, but I just can't remember them. Um, I feel I, like the car I, chase. I there were some, uh, some that I was like, "Oh yeah." When, when, when did you feel it? I thought of it mid movie, and I was like, "I have to tell Nick about this." But I'm remembering just now is in the first Black Panther movie, you loved Ops, which is the song during the chase scene. Yes, there, the chase scene had a very similar like style, like song. It did, so it you, did, it did. Yeah, it, it was did. Really good. It did. Okay, now yeah, I remember being like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah." Okay, <laughs> so it was it was really good. Um, but again, I, I don't, re- I, I, I don't recall. So I'll give it like a nine point three. Okay. I Just because like I, 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 yeah, I need to like not give it the highest score because I don't remember it that well. <laughs> well, I'll adjust the elephant in the, not, I guess not the elephant in the room, but something along those lines is that the uh, soundtrack for the first Black Panther, like the the soundtrack, the the album that was written by Kendrick, I think was better than the soundtrack for this yeah, movie. That's true. But I think Ludwig Göransson for the score, like maybe even topped the first Black Panther movie. Like the score was fantastic i've been listening to some of it um too like the song that he plays when uh shuri is like putting on her suit and drops down is amazing Mm. it's so so good um he's like one of my favorite composers out out right now for for film um but i do think the soundtrack was still good i gotta listen to it a little bit more but uh you know rihanna's grand return maybe not like the most bumping song ever but it was like very nice for the moment um mm-hmm. i love the chasing song so i'm gonna give it a 9.5 oh okay 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 
All right. Uh, story. This is a tough one. I feel like they, again, they weaved a lot in here. I feel like the reason I'm, I'm going to give it a, a, I feel like I, I already knocked it on the pacing. I feel like this story did take a, a lot and put it together. Um, I feel like they made the right choices with Chadwick passing. Um, and I feel like, again, it was just like a good sequel. Like usually in Marvel, sometimes the sequels like are not good sequels. Um, even if they're good movies, like they might not be good sequels. Civil War is not a good Captain America sequel. I don't feel like it's like, a, it's like a good, it's like plays on I, some I of the same that. themes, but like it has not that much to do with the Winter Soldier. <laughs> it's like an Avengers movie almost. I think it's good for Captain America for Captain America's character, but I don't. Yeah, I agree with you that it's not a good sequel to Winter Soldier. Yeah, actually, no, I don't. No, now that I think, I don't know. It's a lot to do with Bucky and like this the yeah. Super Soldiers. I think that it pe- people think it's better than Winter Soldier, which I highly disagree. Not with. I think all. Winter Soldier is like top three MCU movies of all time. Um, but Civil Wars, Civil Wars is good, but it's yeah. a little overrated. Yeah, but yeah, um, I think Black Panther, like uh, Wakanda Forever, was a great sequel. So I, I really give some kudos there. I think it really did a good job of yeah. like continuing the Wakandian legacy. Um, I'll give it like a nine point. Nine point one. I don't know why it just felt right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go just a little notch higher than you to a nine point two. Uh, just because that's what felt right, and that's just the number that was in my head. Um, no, I I love the story here. Again, I thought it was brilliant the way that they introduced Talokan and Namor and the way that they dealt with Ch- uh, with Chadwick's passing, the way that they developed Shuri uh, was really just a character that like I enjoyed, but was very, very much on the side for me. And now I'm insanely excited about her growth and where, where she's going to go forward. I just think it was done so well. Such an homage to the character. What, what Black Panther means beyond the T'Challa character, what it means for that the universe within like the the in-universe Marvel Universe characters and then outside, like us watching. It was just such an homage um, done so well. So 9.2. Okay, okay. Fair, fair, fair. Last category, heart. I'm giving it a 10. It's <laughs> It was so heartfelt. Like, wow. You could tell how much heart everyone put into this movie. Um, and it was like, Dedicated to Ch- Chadwick, um, everyone brought their A game. Like the movie invoked motion emotions in everyone who went to the theaters. Um, I've never like felt such a such an emotion in, in like a silent room. Uh, it was especially like just just for a movie. Um, so I think it like surpassed being just a movie. It was like really really emotionally charged. So I'm giving it a ten. It's tough for me to give anything a 10, but I, I do really agree with you is that it felt more than a movie. It felt more than a Marvel movie. It felt like, and it's hard these days that we've been saying on the podcast that like there is so much content. There is so much Marvel content out there that a lot of it is just like, we don't have to wait anymore. It's like not as much of an event. Like we still enjoy them, but it's not, but this felt like this is something like this is what a grand end to phase four what a grand 
<laughs> reintroduction to the Black Panther world. Um, yeah, you re- you really felt every inch every of heart that they put into this movie. So I think I'll go a ten as well. Hey, look at us, our first double ten. I think. Um, oh wow! So so now we give it a percentage out of a hundred based on all of our rankings, and the percentage is. Well, please. Ninety-one percent. Okay. I feel like I that's accurate. That is accurate. The report card strikes again. It never lies. Um, yeah, I feel like that's accurate. I think so too. Definitely. I'm so I, now, you know, it's funny. We we said earlier like that it's not as much of a rewatchable movie, but I kind of want to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably will rewatch it again in the theaters, maybe one more time. But uh, after that, it may take me a while to, to revisit it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just want to watch it and cry again. Now, you made me like, <laughs> you're, you're, you want to ball my eyes out. What a ball. <laughs> well, this has been Popcorn Heist, the podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the review and join the heist. Join the heist. Thank you.